On July 12, 2021, we dropped our three debut episodes for Bill and Frank's Guilt-Free Pleasures. The third of the three was called The Michael Bolton Solution. And since then, we've been talking about Michael Bolton in almost every single episode. I'm going to say pretty much nonstop, yeah. Yeah. So he's been on our minds for, well, for a year and a bit. Well, he's been on my mind for much more than a year. I I think I got my very first Michael Bolton album back in 1991, maybe, something like that. So here we are, still 30 years going strong. Yep. (laughs) So that episode, The Michael Bolton Solution, dealt with an equation that we had created. We looked at his two big question songs and provided an answer with an answer song. So it was, how am I supposed to live without you? And how can we be lovers if we can't be friends? So those two questions can be answered by the same song, which is time, love, and tenderness. There it is. Okay. So that was the Michael Bolton solution. But now we're ready to talk about something even more complicated. So if that was Newton, we're now in Einstein territory. Yeah. Today's episode is the Michael Bolton paradox. I have it written out here. Oh, dear. Okay, let's hear it. I did some work on this last night. So here's the Michael Bolton paradox. In the song, Said I Loved You, Ellipsis, But I Lied, we have Michael Bolton expressing the Bolton paradox, which says he's going to express the closest thing to what he's feeling. That's what he's going to do. So he's going to be speaking his heart's truth. But by speaking his heart's truth, he ends up lying because the language fails him. So the closer he gets to speaking truth, the further away he feels from actually expressing it. Okay, my mind's just blown right now. I don't understand 70% of the words that he has said to me. So when you start circling around the Michael Bolton paradox, time shifts, our whole understandings of reality shifts. So he thinks he's getting closer to the truth, but as he does get closer to the truth, he recognizes that he's lying. And... Does this sort of play into the whole Michael Bolton destroyer of worlds? In a way, because once you get closer to that, everything gets sucked into it, like a Michael Bolton black hole. We need to talk to NASA or something like that and and get this all sorted out. NASA? Yeah. (laughs) Oh, I always call it NASA. Well, it's probably NASA. I don't know. Okay. All right. So this has been theorized in the past. I don't know if you call him a philosopher or a theorizer. But Wittgenstein said that there is an unbridgeable gap between what can be expressed in language and what can only be expressed in nonverbal ways. So this song, Said I Loved You But I Lied, is demonstrating what Wittgenstein was concerned about. Okay. So welcome to the Michael Bolton Paradox. <laughs> this, is so, this is so complicated. My head's spinning already, but it's also spinning because this is such an awesome song. We've talked about the history of Michael Bolton already. We've done that previous episode. Yeah. I'm content to just dive straight into the hole. So this is coming off of peak Bolton. Yeah. 
So he was at the mountaintop and he's just kind of on his way back down a little bit. Right. But I think we're still at the summit. I saw on one of those song meanings sites where they were talking about the song and things in the background, they said it was past his peak. Mm-hmm. But at least in Canada, this is big. Oh, like this we, this yeah. video was huge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it did very well in Canada. And on the uh, adult contemporary charts too in the United States, it was number one for something like 12 weeks or something oh, like that. Oh, man, did yeah. I read that correctly? And it reached number six on the Billboard Hot 100, yeah. his last top 10. I think, unless no, he had, he had, he, no, he had another top 10 with uh, Go the Distance from the Hercules soundtrack. Okay, well, I song I don't remember at all. Yeah, he spent 12 weeks at number one of the Billboard uh, Hot Adult Contemporary Tracks. Okay, so the week that he's number six, so this is in January 1994. Mm-hmm. We are in grade 11 yeah. this time. And I'm secretly have this Michael Bolton CD in my room somewhere. Okay. You're hiding it from your parents. <laughs> Basically. I'm hiding it from everyone. So the week that he's number six on the Billboard charts, mm-hmm. number one is All for Love by Brian Adams, Rod Stewart, and Sting. Number two, Hero, Mariah Carey. Number three, Breathe Again, Tony Braxton. Number four, again, Janet Jackson. Five, All That She Wants. And then it's Michael Bolden. Yeah. And then right after Michael Bolden is Please Forgive Me by Brian Adams, Shoot by Salt and Peppa, Can We Talk, Tevin Campbell, and The Power of Love by Celine Dion. Wow. That's a big top 10. This is like the guilt-free pleasure 10. Yeah. So, I mean, he's up against all these heavy hitters. So he's right in the mix. Yeah. This is definitely one of our key peak guilt-free pleasure eras. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Early 90s. This oh, my is goodness. Coming off the, the late 80s, early 90s, the power ballads in the, this time is just, yeah. Yeah, off the charts. Mm-hmm. So this song... Oh, sorry. You want to talk more about the album? or We didn't even mention the, the album. It was uh, from his album, The One Thing. Right. Is Mutt Lang producer on that album? Well, he's one of the producers on it. Okay. It's uh, Mutt Lang, Michael Bolton... David Foster is one of the producers. Okay. So this is one of those albums where you get a producer in a lot of different tracks. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're hitting 90s where Power Love does this too. Yeah. Beyond's doing this. Yeah. I will say though that the next single off this album, Completely, is another awesome song. Okay. All right. We're going right into your your zone. I didn't know that, but you did have the album. Yeah. Well, there's a great line. I want to love you completely, not half but whole with my heart and soul completely. It's just, oh, so it's... Peak Bolton lyrics. The Michael Bolton fraction experience. Yeah. <laughs> okay, we got lots to cover. So this song is co-written and co-produced with Mutt Lang. Yep. And Mutt Lang, we have discussed in the past, of course, and everyone would know about him, I think. Shania Twain is his number one muse, but he also did Pour Some Sugar on Me with Def Leppard. Yeah. Did he do ACDC? He did ACDC yeah. as well. Back he did a lot, of, a lot more hard rock stuff in yeah. the 80s and then sort of uh, dipped his toe into the more uh, balladeer stuff in the 90s. And this song is fairly reserved. I mean, it's still over the top, but he doesn't oh, yeah. go rocking crazy on it. No, 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 no. So, um, okay, let's jump right in. Jump into the song? Yeah. So the song title, Said I Loved You, But I Lied. Can you imagine to your wife uh, saying, Said I Loved You, But I Lied? And then if there's the slightest amount of pause in there, 
I can only imagine that things would just absolutely blow up in your face and it would just be complete and utter chaos in your household. Yeah, that's 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 insane. It would be crazy to do. I mean, I'm not Michael Bolden. No, no. I can't pull that off. But the like the devastation, right? It, it, because, you know, the next line that comes out from it is so is so important. But we'll we'll get into that when when we jump into the chorus here, I think. Opens with a sort of tender, uh, sultry opening. Yeah. Uh, there's wind chimes. There's like a, a slow little drum fill. Yeah. Uh, some some piano keys, I think, in there. Does it make you feel like a summer's night or a fall's night? I or a winter's a, night? I think it's a summer night. Yeah, okay. Right? Yeah. Like, it's not a party song, but it's a late summer night. Yeah. Because... After like the the music sort of starts in and sort of sets the mood, and then you get the classic Bolton ooh. Oh yeah, the, yeah, that's like, exactly how it sounds. <laughs> <laughs> My career as a Michael Bolton impersonator is just about ready to to take off here. I think <laughs> as he's ooing, he's pouring a full bodied red wine. Yes, he's looking yeah. over. Maybe at her. it is a winter night one. Could be. Yeah. If the heat's on. Well, yeah. I mean, if he's singing, the heat is on. Oh, the heat's always on when he's singing. Yeah. So, let's talk about what he's saying. Yeah. That first verse. Let me bring it up here. We, You've already covered the ooze. Yeah. You are the candle, loves the flame, a fire that burns through wind and rain. Shine your light on this heart of mine till the end of time. So that's the first verse, even though there's yeah. more to it. Yeah. But we talked about this as you were saying, it's like a high school poem. Is that yeah. That? I mean, it's not going to win any literary prizes for, for lyrics, but it gets the uh, the emotion through. Yeah. I admire that they stick to the analogy. You're yeah. The candle loves the flame. Okay. So she's a candle. He's lighting that flame of love. Yeah. And then you that, that this candle's lasting through wind and rain. And the light that's being shined is on Michael Bolton's heart. heart so yeah. They hold, that's pretty great. The problem, of course, is he's got love as a noun. He's going to use it as a verb, but then also say that that verb, love, is a lie. Yeah. So it's tricky. When you're throwing love around... I'm already confused. You get, Well, this is it, the paradox. Yeah. This gets deeper and deeper. Okay, next, what would we call this? Pre-chorus. Yeah. I, I think I think it's still part of the first verse, right? I think they like one A, one B, maybe. Okay, you came to me like the dawn through the night, just shining like the sun, out of my dreams and into my life. You are the one. You are the one.
And I like, again, they kind of stuck with that same theme, dawn through the night. And that night is typically when you're dreaming. So, you know, keeping in the same sort of specific time zone thing. Yeah, we got... Does that make sense? Yeah. And he shifts from metaphor to simile. So before it's like, you are the candle, loves the flame. But now he's like, well, you can't even like the dawn. Yeah. Shining like the sun. Yeah. Hey, Bolton, the dawn, I think, is the sun. But I don't want to, you know, I don't want to be too pedantic here. Yeah. I do like this callback, out of my dreams and into my life. That's calling back to Billy Ocean. Get yeah. out of my dreams, dreams, get into my car. Yeah. Who came up with that title? Mutt Lang. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there it is. Yeah. You, I wonder if Mutt Lang just sits there and say, hey, hey, how about this? You came out of my dreams and into my car. No, yeah. life. Okay, let's go yeah. with life. I wonder if it's like... Uh, you know, just reusing an old essay that you you submitted for a different class. You, you know, you shine it up a little bit and you resubmit it and hope that it sticks, right? We're going to have to go through Shania Twain and look for the word dream. Yeah. I bet you it's all over there. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. Yeah. Okay. This takes us to the chorus. Said I loved you, but I lied. Because this is more than love I feel inside. Said I loved you, but I was wrong. Because love could never ever feel so strong said i love you but i lied Yeah, so that's the big sort of twist in the song, right? Like, I said I loved you, but I lied. Because what I feel is transcending love. Right. And what's bigger than love, though? Like, what emotion is bigger than love? Well, this is it. You can't state it. And this is the Wittgenstein thing about that unbridgeable gap between words and feelings. But this is even more so that Michael Bolton has found love before. Mm Mm-hmm. But now, in this moment, there's something beyond it. It's more than love. Yeah. So once you drop the word infinity, and then you try to say infinity times two. Yeah. We don't even know what that means. Twice as much as infinity. That's right. Yeah. But it's still infinite. Yeah. But twice as much as infinite. It's easy, Bill. Just think about it. Yeah. Well, then this song could have been called, said I loved you, but I love you twice as much as infinity. Yeah. (laughs) It doesn't have the same ring. That may have been a working title, maybe. Yeah. I don't know what rhymes with infinity, so lies a lot easier. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so all right, we nailed that one. Oh, I think so. Okay, I think I think people are way less confused about the song than they ever would have been before. Yeah, yeah. All right, now we head up to the second verse where I feel not as strong. It works with the feelings, but I think they're just going for rhyming. Yeah. With all my soul, I've tried in vain. How can mere words my heart explain? This taste of heaven, so deep, so true, I found you. That feels kind of like a Valentine's poem where at the end, like, hey, you know, your meter kind of got thrown off there. Yeah. But good thing you got Bolton to sing that you over top of everything. 
And then it goes to the next part. So many reasons and so many ways. My life has just begun. Yeah. Need you forever? Well, I need you to stay. You are the one. You are the one. So many reasons and so many ways. My life has just begun. Yeah. Need you forever. And I need you to stay. And I like the way the verses work because it starts off that first half of the verse is like he's singing and it's kind of a low, low rumble, if you will, right? Yeah. Like he's explaining with all my soul, I've, I've tried in vain. And it's similar with the uh, first verse as well. You are the candle loves the flame. But then that's part of the 1A, the 1B. Then he really sort of punches it up a little bit with the emotion, right? With the way he sings yeah, it. Yeah. And the way he sings on this song is almost like he's holding back. It's yeah. still peak Bolton. Yeah. But it's not oh, crazy he's, high He's Bolton. not over the top. Bolton. No. Yeah. And the temptation must have been so strong in this song. Yeah. Oh, I think so too, right? And he does kind of go for it later on in the song, right? Because right? after the second chorus... That's when we hit that uh, sort of that musical bridge. Right. With the um, sort of Spanish guitar. Yeah. Maybe flamenco? Kind of. I think so. I don't know. Yeah. Can someone explain what guitar, like flamenco guitar is to us? And then, you know. Next time we could just type flamenco into YouTube or say, hey, Google. And listen to it. Yeah. <laughs> but then, then he comes back with sort of that ending chorus where he repeats everything. But that's where that key change happens, right? Yeah. The classic Bolton key change. Yeah. But he doesn't destroy the world. No, so no, no, no. I could tell he still had gas left in the tank. Yep. Kudos to him. Part of me regrets not hearing him go full Bolton. Yeah, yeah, that would have been kind of awesome. I also um, wonder if the concept of the music video was out there before the song was completed. Right. Because then he was like, well, if he's on top of a mountain and he's singing like peak Bolton, it might just crumble the mountain while he's That's on it. Right. Like then you're in a real Michael Bolton paradox, right? Like, yeah. Is there a mountain too big for Michael Bolton that he can't destroy? Right. If he's singing on top of a really high mountain, he does have to conserve his voice because would that kill him or would it kill the mountain? Will it kill the mountain? And and I mean that's chicken or egg. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Either way, everything's over. We can't lose you, Bolton. No. This is one of the greatest videos. Yeah. So when we think of Michael Bolton, even though you might think about when a man loves a woman or how I'm supposed to live without you, the image of what you see in this video is what we think of when we think of Michael Bolton. Yeah. And I think had this song come out two years prior, like it would have been Michael Bolton's biggest hit. Like if it was 91 as opposed to 93, I think this would have been... Bigger than Bolton. Yeah. I mean, we can already see with the billboard, you got all that competition. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the video is still better than all those videos. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah absolutely. <laughs> there is. So let's go through some of his outfits. Oh, I, I wrote down. His, oh, perfect. He has five different outfits. Okay. One, two, three. Yeah, he has five different outfits in this. He's uh, in the full uh, Canadian tuxedo, the jean shirt and jeans with the cowboy boots. Yep. Jeans and a white shirt. Billowy white shirt, right? Billowy white shirt. And all these shirts are unbuttoned basically to the navel. Oh, yeah. Early 90s yeah. is oh, a yeah, great yeah. time. Yeah. White shirt and jeans with a jacket. 
there's a black outfit that he's wearing with a a vest, it looks like. And then there's a couple of shots of him, jeans and a tan shirt. Wow. Yeah, that's right. So, and in my head, he's only wearing double denim, but there's all these other outfits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. It's almost like he's a, I don't want to say superhero because that's fake. Yeah. I mean, the money that would have gone into this video just to pay for those clothes. Oh, just <laughs> the wardrobe budget was through the roof. He doesn't ride a horse, does he? No, no, no. but his lady love in the, uh, in the video does, yep. I was a bit surprised he was making out with her at the one scene. Yeah, I, I read a, I read a uh, brief little blurb on the video, and they were talking about how Bolton and the woman never actually interact just like no they're completely making out in a couple of scenes like lip on lip they totally interact well it might be a sort of thing where they blacked out they're in the midst of a paradox yeah and you have michael bolton there how could you not kiss him on the mouth oh exactly right the video is so there's a lot going on in it like he's on top of a mountain there's the the fire that's sort of in the foreground all the time and i'm thinking that that's supposed to represent the fiery passion of his love does that make sense? Bold, bold choice there. Yeah. But I, I'm going to have to go with that. That seems to make sense. Okay. Not the candle. Or not maybe the candle. The, yeah, this is more yeah. than a candle. Yeah. This is a mountain fire. Yeah. Thank goodness it's not in a forest or he'd be big climate change uh, yeah. Uh, causer. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, he's on the mountaintop and he's singing and he's in a, a Antelope Canyon. So that that's the scene where he's wearing all black. Yeah. And it's the that really cool imagery of the, the sort of curves and shapes inside this canyon that that he's singing within and i think again that it's supposed to mirror his flowing locks oh wow because as beautiful as the mountaintop and antelope canyon are i think the most beautiful thing is michael bolton's hair through this because it's always blowing in the wind it's incredible yeah his hair is incredible yeah if only this podcast were a video podcast i know right yeah (laughs) well we'll include the video link. Well, absolutely. In the show notes. <laughs> Please read the show notes. I wonder if they were thinking about Rocky IV's mountaintop scene. Maybe. Sylvester Stallone wasn't in double denim, was he? No, but if Bolton yelled Drago, would they even have to fight? Oh, no. Bolton would destroy Drago. Yeah. With his voice with alone. With his voice alone. The video, I think, is also very, very, very similar, I found, to uh, Wicked Game. Yeah. Like the the clouds, the black and white, the uh, frolicking together. But interspersed in that was the, again, Peak Bolton sort of in Antelope Canyon in uh, on the mountaintop. Because what's sexier than Michael Bolton? What's your favorite part of the song? Oh, Okay, I was actually yeah. going to ask you, what do you think my favorite part of the song was? I think your favorite part is immediately after the flamenco guitar and the, the key change. The key return. change, yeah. yeah. And I'm not sure if that's mine as well. It's where the background singer starts singing and he kind of intersperses. Yes. Is that the same yeah, thing? Yeah, that's at, that's at the end. Yeah, so for me, it's that ending where he's singing it and then you have those voices just just singing beside him. Yeah. It's yeah, pretty yeah. incredible. I'd also like to to point out, like in the song, like the the guitar is 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 kind of uh, that's an important part, and it, yeah. and it kind of drives it along. But you really don't think about the keys or the bass or anything else, the the drums that are happening yeah. in the song, because 
it's all just vocal. It's all vocal. Yeah, those 90s drum tracks sort yeah. of things going on in the background fit perfectly. Yeah. You can't have some killer band going. Yeah. It needs to be voice forward. Yeah. It, it fits perfectly because it's immediately forgettable. Because yeah. the only thing you want to remember is the is the vocals. And his locks. Oh, and his, oh, and his hair, yeah. <laughs> So, categories. All right. Yep. Mixtape. Mixtape. Initially, I wanted songs with ellipses in it. Yeah. That would have worked. Just so I could have also added the uh, the Michael Bolton classic, Can I Touch You There? That's such an odd. Um, <laughs> I know. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. I haven't listened to it. I don't, I, I don't know if he explains what there is, but uh, I don't know if I really need to know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then I was looking at uh, songs with lies about it. But then that, that's all songs about cheating and yep. all that other sort of stuff. So it's, okay, that, that's not really going to work with this. So I went with the, the musical texture. So like okay. late 80s, early 90s, early mid 90s uh, ballads. Okay. So um, I Don't Have the Heart by James Ingram. Very good. Hold On to the Nights, Richard Marks. Always and Forever, Luther Vandross. Um, initially, I had uh, When You Love Someone by Brian Adams. Mm-hmm. But then I'm kind of oscillating between that and Have You Ever Really Loved a Woman? Because oh, it has the similar guitar. Yeah. And it's Mutt Lang as well, right? And it's Mutt Lang, yes, yeah. absolutely. And then I went with Meatloaf to, to finish it off. Not I'd do anything for love, but I won't do that. But kind of the response song to that song, which is, I'd lie for you, and that's the truth. And there's your paradoxical yeah. <laughs> thing. Okay. All right. So I have my mixtape here in front of me. And so I try to go with songs about having a thought or words that you can't express. Okay. So very thematically similar. And some of the songs, the texture, well, the texture is demanded, so it almost becomes similar. Brian Adams, Do I Have to Say the Words? Oh, okay. I Have More Than Words by Extreme. I have I Need You Now by Alias, which also I always think is more than words. Well, I Need You Now more than words can say, right? exactly. Yeah, that's right. And then Rarity, I put a Coldplay song, (laughs) A Scientist. Okay. Okay. And then I decided a song where they're not ready to say the word love. So they choose a different word. This person chooses like instead of love because they don't love the person. They just really, 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 <laughs> really, really like them. Oh, Carly Rae Jepsen. Good call. Yeah. So it's a destructive mixtape because at the end, it suddenly goes from this seductive, you know, would you like another glass of wine to, all right. Yeah. I really, really, really like you. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, next category. Okay. Could Michael Bolton sing this song? 
Yeah, you know why? Because he's got some live versions of this, and he also has a version of this with a symphony where Michael Bolton covers Michael Bolton. And it goes almost a little more full Bolton when they get to the bridge part. Oh, fantastic. So, yes, indeed, Michael Bolton covers Michael Bolton. But within the paradox, Michael Bolton is always covering Michael Bolton. And there's just layers and layers. It's like four dimensions of Bolton. It's like Bolton on Bolton. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think anyone else could uh, do this? Oh, well, you know, anyone who tries is going to fall short. Yeah, they're going to fall into that Bolton hole. I would warn anyone who dares to try to do this. Yeah. One of the Moffat brothers did it. He oh, did, did he? He did an okay job, but he wasn't Michael Bolton. No. I think you'd have to go with a female vocalist. Yeah. But it would have to also be different. Like, if Celine Dion did it, then at least it's within a like she's sort of the she's got so much power yeah we might not like it but she's she's not gonna be destroyed by this so when michael bolton ends the world she's still standing yeah she's on the opposite mountaintop and they're singing back and forth yeah which is like one of those mythological things that creates a whole new world yeah don't you dare close your eyes (laughs) (laughs) yes first to be created is people bryce and roberta flack all right hallmark movie I think uh, it could be a Hallmark movie, but it starts off like it starts off with this couple, and early on in the movie, there's a complete misunderstanding. It's the said I loved you, but I lied, and then the guy's fumbling for whatever, and he there's too much time in between, so the whole relationship blows up because he wasn't able to to say because this is more than love that i feel inside and then he's working the entire movie to get her back well, or that's... or her getting him back what however we want to uh frame the the narrative of this movie no oh, that's a pretty good that's a pretty good movie i think so i think hallmark really should uh should hire us for yeah. movie concepts yeah reach out to us we'll send you a price yeah <laughs> i think the music video itself could turn into a long form movie I'm trying to think who the uh, where the conflict lies. Well, the mountain's on fire. Yeah. You got that going on. There's a horse that got away. Michael Bolton's a sexy firefighter. Yeah. Mountain firefighter. Yeah. It could be called... Sexy mountain firefighter. <laughs> sexy mountain. <laughs> yeah, that's it. There's the movie. Yep. Okay, we got it. Okay. <laughs> In terms of when would you play this at a wedding... Mm-hmm. This is towards the end of the night, do you think, where they're playing this for all the lovers in the room and potential lovers? Yeah, because it, it would be a, it'd be a perfect sort of uh, perfect for the couple that, you know, was kind of maybe had a bit of a fight during the day. And then this is their reconciliation song. Yeah. Like not that they not that they had broken up or anything like that, but. Again, misunderstanding, but it's just like I said I loved you, but I lied because this is more than love. Right? Or it could be an offered moment between two cousins. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah. That's a, <laughs> this just took a left turn. Yeah, it did. Okay. 
The question still remains, what word could Michael Bolton have used instead? Instead of love? If you were in this situation and you would feel this way towards someone, let's call her like Carly Rae. Yeah. What would you say to her to make sure she understood how you feel? Rather than rather than love? Yeah. Because what emotion is bigger than love? What can you say that's more than love? Like, how do you quantify how much love? Like, is there an upset limit to it? Right. Can you get bigger than that? And are there limitations in the English language because love's used too much? Yeah. So would you have to change it to a different metaphor? You said you craved somebody. Well, then I just sound like a cannibal. Yeah, no. I need you or I want you. Then that I, want, sounds... I want you to want me? Yeah. I need you to need me? Yeah. Okay, that's what I was thinking of. <laughs> and there is this uh, desire doesn't do it. Yeah, I, like I think love is like he hit the nail on the head. Like, you know, I love you, but like what's bigger than love? I said I loved you, but I lied because this is more than love. Like, you know, here, I'm tripping over my words and I know it because I can't, you can't, I can't get it. myself around this concept, right? It's something bigger than love. It's almost like if you could do something and behave in such a way that you wouldn't have to say that you loved her. Yeah. Because she'd already... No. Yes. That's that's from more than words by extreme. Oh yeah. <laughs> that's right. The difficult thing with a paradox is trying to explain even what a paradox is, is difficult because a paradox is something that you can't explain, right? So we are in the Michael Bolton paradox. So we have love, we have truth, but the closer you get to it, it all becomes a lie. So with all of my soul, I've tried in vain. And how can my mere words, my heart explain this taste of heaven so deep, so true? that we found in this song. This has been Bill and Frank's Guilt-Free Pleasures.